0: The following sermon audio is from Love City Church, Cincinnati. More audio and information about Love City Church can be found at www.mylovecitychurch.org. I'm I'm honored to be here. Uh, uh, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be preaching in front of people this time, you know. The first time preaching to a cameraman, that was very hard. And, um, it's emotionless. It doesn't show no, I don't get an amen from it or nothing. So it was like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I'm going to move this a little bit. Is that cool? All right. <clears throat> We're going to be coming out of uh, John 10.10. Um, so while you guys turn there, if you're not sure what I said, it's uh, after the book of uh, Luke and the four gospels um, and before the book of Acts. Um, Again, that's John ten ten. While y'all turn there, I'm going to share a story that I once uh, read, if y'all don't mind hearing a story. you know, you're trapped. You got you to gotta, you gotta hear it anyway. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, story I read once about a professor who goes into his classroom, and he surprises his students with a surprise test. Um, the students enter the classroom in like fashion, every time he had a test going on, he had a all the tests down, face down, so you can't see it. Um, And they're to turn it over once he tells them. So all the students enter, they see the papers laid down, they already know it's a test coming. So they like, sit down, he's like, yep, as you guessed, it's a surprise test. When I tell you guys I want y'all to flip over the paper, I want y'all to start the test. So he lets them know, they all sit down, he says, all right, go ahead, turn it over, take this test. They flip it over to their surprises, on the test, there's only a dot in the middle of the paper. That's it. just the black dot. He looks at their faces. He already knows. They kind of caught off guard. He says, yes, you are to write about what you see. That's the test. Write about what you see. Bring it up here. Turn it in. We'll go over it. So everybody begins to write. They turn it in. They hand it to him. Um, and like he said, he'll go over it. So he picked them all up, and he went word, you know, he just started reading them aloud to everybody. Every one of them, as he continued doing, you could see a consistent pattern. Everybody was describing the black dot in the middle of the page. They was trying to be very detailed about it, you know. And we got little squiggly marks here, and uh, it's this, and it's perfect circumference, and it's this. They was trying their hardest to describe this black dot, all right? So he. He says, listen, I want y'all to be relieved about something. Um, here's the deal. I am not gonna grade you on what y'all did, because if I did, all oh, you'd be upset. Because every one of you wrote about the black dot. Not one of you wrote about all the white space that was around it. So, he basically let them know he was challenging their perspective. So today, I'm hoping as we go through this message, That what you get out of this sermon is a challenge to your perspective by God's will. John 10.10, if you're there. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is Jesus speaking, for those of you who don't know, if you have a Bible... You probably see it in most of y'all Bibles, y'all see that in red. Red letters mean uh, Jesus is talking, right? We know that. Some of them know, you know. Um, Jesus is speaking this. I don't want to, I'm going to go into certain places with this scripture. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about my testimony of why this scripture was something I wanted to, to present today. But I want to throw something out there right off the bat. Let's throw a few things out. First off, if you note takers, I'm going to be running from Genesis First three chapters, I'm going to be running from Revelations out of chapter 12, and I'm going to be running from Job, first three chapters. I'm going to be jumping in a lot of places. I don't expect nobody to be turning with me. Please don't do that. Um, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there for the note takers. You can take notes, all right, on those three. Um, also, I am full aware that uh, I am going to be going on this thief thing, uh, pointing us to the enemy as Satan. And I am full aware that in context we are talking. Of, this this is this can be easily described as Jesus talking about false prophets or false teachers. Full aware. Um, so if that's you out there just thinking like I'm gonna catch him, because um, he's 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 not preaching it right, I just want you to think on this for a second. Who's behind the false teachers and who's behind the false prophets? You get what I'm saying? Um, there's only two kingdoms. Okay. There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of light, okay? There's a kingdom of good, there's a kingdom of evil, there's a kingdom of righteousness, there's a kingdom of wicked, and we already know who is sitting on the thrones of both of them, okay? So Satan is behind all that that comes with evil, wickedness, unrighteousness. He's behind all that. So I don't care what vessel or tool he's trying to use to get it done. It's Satan that we're going to give the credit to. You understand that? Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk about this. The thief comes to steal. He only comes to steal. He only comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Ugh. Right off the bat, you are looking at an ex-thief. That's me. You're looking at an ex-thief. I had, when I was in the seventh grade, I, um, I played football for the first time. Football for a school. I looked forward to it all my life. I, wanted, I just wanted to get there. I wanted to play some ball. Like, yeah. Finally, seventh grade come. I'm a, little, I'm a little guy. Small. I ain't get my growth spurt. I'm, I'm jealous of my son. He ain't in here right now. But he got his growth spurt already. He already, he in the eighth grade. He already popping up. I ain't get mine until the senior year. This guy. how he do it? You hear me? <laughs> so I'm just a little guy. But I want to. <laughs> you get know, him? I, I, I want to just, I, I read a uh, Barry Sanders book when I was, when I was young, and I was like, if Barry could do it, I could do it. I'm going to be like that. You know what I mean? I wanted to be this running back. I played football on the street all the time with friends and stuff like that. I was very hard to hit. When you hit me, you hit me. And I was going down. I ain't had no size to me. But I was very hard to hit. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I had ankles that I could cut whenever I wanted to. I could make you miss me real easy. And because and I was small, I can, it, was, it was a benefit for me. So I get to finally play in the seventh grade. I bust my butt, man, to be the second-string halfback. My brother was the first string. That was a wrap. I wasn't going to get that spot. He had it, okay? But he got injured. I was kind of like, dang, bro. Coach. (laughs) 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 My turn. (laughs) They don't put me in, though. Second-string halfback, I never get in. Now, in the scrimmages, I'm scoring. You know what I mean? I'm like, why come... uh, In practice, in scrimmages, when I'm running against first-string defense, and I'm scoring, I'm I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but I never get to play a game. I didn't know that my mother uh, secretly told the coach is, told the coach is, to never play me. She was scared of a little boy getting hurt. So she told them and made them promise that they will never play me in a, as a halfback in the game. Now, I played in the game, but I played defense, safety, little guy. What am I doing? What am I doing, coach? You know what I mean? I did make a, 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 a tackle, though, that saved the, saved the score. He scored on the next play, but, you know, I stopped it one, one play. Then they realized when they were in the footage back, they was all praising me, like, Steve made the tackle, and they were like, oh, man, you just held on. I'm like, yeah, I tripped him up with my body. You know what I mean? It's a tackle. But I never got to play. And I bust my butt, man. Um, At the end of the year, they ended up giving me this thing. They called a... uh, It was the first time they ever had done it. It was a big deal for them. They wanted to make sure that I understood it, that it was a big deal. Um, They was giving out all the awards, MVP, most improved player, yada, yada. At the end, they made this announcement. They was like, we never had an award like this before. We want to make sure we take the time and reward this person. They give me this award for the first time they ever had it. It was called the Most Guts Award. That's what I got. It was on a piece of paper, because they had like no time to really get the trophy made. So I ripped it up, put it in the trash, and I told myself that I'd never give my all to anything else like that again. I didn't know, I didn't find out my mom did that until I was like 20 something. So, you know, I love you, Ma, you ruined my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's jokes. These are jokes. Okay. <laughs> that moment, what I made in my mind at that, at that moment, when I ripped that, that, uh, that paper up and I threw it in the trash, I made my mind up. I'd never give my all to anything else. It was a wrap. Um, but I knew right then and there uh, that I would be moving in the life of crime. Seventh grade. I knew that. It was it was it was that was it. And I was a quiet kid. I was always in Friday school. I was always in, 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 in detention, not because I was a bad kid, because I had a problem with being on time to school. That rolled with me all the way to my 12th grade year. I always had a problem with being on time to school. So I was always with all the bad kids anyway, because I was in Friday school every Friday. It was it was it got so bad in ninth grade, I had to switch schools because in the first quarter, they was like, man, he got Friday schools for the whole year. We got to start like suspending him. And then we going to suspend you so many times before we got to start expelling you. You know what I mean? We're going to start expelling. You just expelled. Um, so it was a, it was a wrap. Um, so I would always be with, with the, with the bad crew. And I had already pledged my life that I was going to be in the life of crime. Um, and I was good about that. I, ain't, I didn't feel no other way about it. I was fine with that. I knew that uh, in the, the life that I was living, um, None of us come out of it. It's death or jail. That's it. That's it. It's, it's death or jail. Um, so I never planned for a future. Yeah, I remember seventh grade, I already planned my, I already planned my life. I know what it was going to be. So there was never a future. There was never a wife. There was never kids. That was never a plan for me. Um, I didn't even think I would live past 25. I was, that would have been a graduation for me, to make it to 25 life. Um, so by the time I'm 19, I have, have gotten myself to a place where I'm constantly, I got people seeking after my life on a constant basis. Uh, my car had been shot up. A guy from the rooftop had dumped a whole clip on my car, 17 shots on my car, been shot up. Um, I got two bullet holes lodged in it. That was nothing. Um, i have been stabbed twice in my chest, over my heart. Um, but that was nothing compared to the three times the cats actually came after me. Now, I've seen a lot of folk in this life die, carried to the grave early. Um, but I was still living. I was still alive. So when I'm 19, and this is all happening, all that stuff was the same year, and you got these, uh, these events going on, I would go to these clubs at night, parking lot pimping. I didn't go in because it wasn't for my lifestyle. That was not that was not a smart thing to do. Um, I would go to these clubs at night and would uh, what we would do, we'd stay in the parking lot. And on three different, two different occasions, cats from different neighborhoods they 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 noticed my car or they noticed me. I don't know. We couldn't figure out which one it was at first, you know. So, but it was easy to you know it was a blue Cadillac, white walls, and Two bullet holes in it. It was the only one in the city, period. So it was easy to spot. Um, and we do an open face robberies, broad daylight, Cadillac on the scene robberies. It was it was easy to spot me. So after those two events, and the, the stab wounds on my chest, I'm like, I'm gonna slow it down a bit, okay? Because it's obvious, folks know who I am, but I don't know who they are, and it's. It, and it's hard when you don't know who your enemy is. You know what I'm saying? Had I known who my enemy was, I, qu- I could have dealt with it. But when you don't know where your attacker coming from, it's, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? You're always looking over your shoulder and I have no idea who to be looking out for. You know what I'm saying? So finally, my, a group of my friends, they come and they like, hey man, we've been thinking. We've been, we've, been, we've been thinking, man. You know, you ain't been coming out with us for the last couple of weeks. It ain't the same. We need you to come out with us, man. It it just ain't the same. You know what I mean? So we've been thinking, people must know your car. So come with us. You're gonna ride with us in our car. We're gonna go out, we're gonna have a nice night. I'm like, all right. They talked me into it. I go out, sure enough, same night, it was going good. Sure enough, right when I thought everything was good, I bump into a little guy and I knew his face. I got a very bad memory, but I knew that boy's face. I knew it. I ain't know where I knew it from, but I knew his face. So I follow him to the corner. I go to the corner. I hear him. That's that one, dope, That's dope. That's yeah. I'm listening to him. He like, man, I'm going to show you. Come back. I slid up on the little steps where my little crew was. I slid up on these little steps and put my hoodie on. <laughs> right? I knew they was coming back to look at me. So I stood up on there, and I see him. they pointing up on the top of the steps, pointing up at me. I'm like, right. Now, I'm just, I'm just assessing the situation, right? What am I going to do here? I don't know these guys. I don't know where they know me from. I'm trying to assess the situation. Guy comes down. They, there's a older cats that they knew. I hear the young boy asking for the burner. Pistol. Gun. Right? He's like, I need the pistol. I need to, you know, I want to take care of this guy right here, right now. I'm assessing the situation. I'm like, yeah, I got a little bit of time because he don't got it on him. So I got time to make a move. We made a deal before we left. The guy said, if anything should pop off, bro, just say the word, we out. It's popping off. It's about to pop off. I'm like, hey, we got to make a move. Everybody get to the the spots. Let's get out of here, okay? Needless to say, it becomes a big thing. Cars chase down the highway, down down, down the stuff. It becomes a big old deal. We ain't going to get into them details. My point is, when you don't know who your enemy is, it's very dangerous for you. If you don't know what that feels like, I'm telling you myself, I know what that feels like. It's not a good feeling. Okay, you can't enjoy anything when you when you're dealing with that. So when I read this and I see that Jesus is taking time to let his disciples know that there is a thief. And this is the way he comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. He's not only letting them know that they have an enemy, but he's also letting them know his tactics. The way he's coming. You get what I'm saying? That's important. At the same time, he's doing another favor for him. He's also letting them know how to tell who he is. I come that you may have life and life in abundance. Okay, if you get the two, now you understand something. If it's coming any other way, then it's not Jesus. You get what I'm saying? If it's coming any other way, then it can't be Jesus if it's trying to take take from me if it's trying to kill me if it's trying to destroy me it can't be jesus you get what i'm saying because jesus is coming to give you i've talked to many folks over the years man and a lot of folks think that god is trying to take from them trying to trying to keep them from something and it can't be it can't be so that's what i want to talk about today as we break down these scriptures all right let's talk about let's first talk about satan and the enemy um I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Satan, the enemy, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, my brother, I remember my little brother when I first came to Christ, my little brother was like, man, we, y'all just give Satan too much credit. He was right. We got to stop doing that. Other thing, I had a friend not long ago came down to see me at the, at the shop, and, and, um, and he asked me what sermon I was going to go with. I told him John 10, 10, and brother said, he said, mm. John 10, 10, brother. I remember when I first came across that scripture, all I, could, all I was caught up on was the enemy. He like, then the Lord had to sit me down and check me. There was so much more that the Lord was offering than what the enemy was trying to take. You get what I'm saying? And so that's how we're going to come at this today. I want to I wanna make sure we all walk out of here with that side of it. That's that white space, y'all. Satan is the black dot. We're going to try to deal with the white space, all right? All right? Let's talk about Satan and his tactics real quick. Still, I think through scripture, you'll realize that the way Satan comes to steal, I think Jesus wants you to know not only does he come to steal, but he wants to come to steal what? He wants to steal the word, the word of God, the word of God from getting to you. Okay, a lot of y'all might not. I don't know where you stand on the word of God, but let me let me help you, man. If you're not standing firm on the word of God, man, it's going to be a long journey for you in Christ. You understand? It's very important. You know, I ain't wear this shirt on accident. My wife bought this. This was the first time I had wore outside of yesterday for my wife. My daughter's birthday, but this was intentional, okay? <laughs> I was like, we got to understand this, man. Um, the word of God is important for the believer, okay? Um, when Jesus is tempted, he is tempted by Satan, and the first temptation that Satan gives him is dealing with the word. You hear me? What he does is he walks up to Jesus, and Jesus has been fasting 40 days, 40 nights. He's obviously hungry. The scriptures tell us that he's hungry. You know what I'm saying? And Satan comes up to him, and he says, hey, hey, if you are the son of man, huh, then turn that stone into bread and eat. You know, Satan do his little tactics, if you are. First, we need to know who we are. Jesus knew who he was. You know, ain't no if factor there, right? If you are, man, I know who I am. You don't know who I am. And so the next thing Jesus is going to do is, 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 I'm going to make sure we hit this because he's going to hit him with this double saying. It's it's two things Jesus is saying when he say what he say, okay? This is good because life and life in abundance, we got to understand he wasn't just saying life in abundance. He was saying two things, okay? Life and it in abundance. That's keep the and in there. It's important, Okay. All right, so Jesus is going to do the same thing with Satan. He's going to hit him with, with two things when he say this. First, he's going to say what God say. If we're going to say God's word, then we got to say what God say. That's important. Okay? You can't be making it up on the fly and thinking it's going to get good because somebody knows God's word. That's Satan. He just don't live by it. You understand? All right? Satan know what God's word is. So what he does, Jesus replies to him. He says, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by, the, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And what Jesus just did there was gave him a mouthful. He also gave him a, a point that he could have checked himself had he known what Jesus was really saying, right? J- Satan was focused on the stone, turning it into bread. Jesus was focused on pleasing his father and saying what his father said, but at the same time checking, checking Satan about who he is and not who he think he is. You get what I'm saying? So when he told him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That was out of Deuteronomy where God had already spoken. Okay. God already said that. But man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In the same book we're in, we're in John. How does John start the book off? In the beginning, there was the word. In the word was with God and the word was God get down to verse 14 what does it say and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us who's the word come on man look this is like ABC (laughs) it's y'all man look Jesus so when when Jesus is saying that to Satan y'all see the double hitter he hitting him with Man can't live by food, bro. They live by me. I came to give life. Come on, y'all making the connections, right? Come on, y'all. Huh? Come on, man. Satan comes to steal the word. All right? Jesus, Jesus makes that clear. Um, I think he was just talking about it earlier when he, was, when he was saying what he was saying. He was talking about the sower. Y'all remember jesus talks about the sower uh, this is mark 4 mark 4 jesus is uh talking about the sower coming with the seed right throwing seed down the disciples don't get it they trying to they trying to figure it out they like uh hey man i know that was a parable you was given earlier but uh <laughs> what you really talk about man you ain't really talking about agriculture right he like y'all don't get it y'all gotta get this y'all, y'all have to understand this listen the sower is sowing, not seed, but it's the word. The seed is the word, okay? The sower is sowing the word, okay? The, the birds of the air that come to devour the seed, that's Satan. Satan comes right. immediately to, to gather the word up, okay? He don't want a believer with the word, y'all. Okay? He don't want you with the word. You gotta have the word. You gonna stand and, and, and stand against Satan in your walk, the word is important. Satan, knows it's important. That's why he comes immediately to make sure you don't get it, okay? Immediately, all right? So Jesus is making that clear. He wants us to know that. Satan is coming to steal. What is he coming to steal? He's coming to steal the word. Y'all need to know this. Got to have it, all right? Let's go to steal. Let's go to kill. Kill you. Kill you. Period. Period. Satan don't like you. He jealous of you. He don't like that God made you and created you in his image and in his likeness. He don't like it one bit. OK, you can go to the book of Job and you can see Satan kind of uh, crying about it. OK, <laughs> he don't like it, man. All right. And so the fact that he doesn't like that and he doesn't like you for that. OK, he wants to kill you. In that, you understand? He wants to kill you. So he, he don't care how you die. He don't care how you die. Rather, it's he kill you or you kill yourself. You understand that? It, he can kill you or you kill yourself. That's the goal. But Satan is a, a, a teethless lion. <laughs> he, he really ain't got no power or no ability, so he got to, he got to be crafty huh? on how he do it. You know what I'm saying? He got to try to trick you into how he's going to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's what he come with. Okay? Just the same way you see him come with Jesus, with that uh, if you are the son of, son of man. You know, if you are. You know, he come the same way. He came the same way with our four parents when he came to Eve. What did he come with Eve with? What did God really say? Did he say? Eh, he always trying to question God's word. Because Satan know what God said, but he want to know if you know what God said. That's the key. That's the key. How the fall of man happened. What happened with Eve? when Eve repeated what she, what she said? Did y'all see, the, did y'all understand what happened when Eve said what she said? Uh, she was being truthful. She, she was just saying what she thought God said, but she messed up. And that was a loophole for Satan. Okay. God said, don't eat of the tree. Right? The tree of knowledge, good and evil. He said, don't eat of it. When Eve quotes it, remember we talk about Genesis, for all my note takers, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, when you go there, you can see this. When Genesis, when he he quotes it, what does does Eve say when she quotes it back? He said, don't eat or touch of it, and you should surely die. God never said nothing about touch, and that probably seems like a small detail, but here's the problem. If you believe, if you touch that tree, you die, Then that means Satan can say, Well, touch it, man. See? You still living. Look at you. So surely you must have misheard something. Now you got doubt. Now you're not sure what you're standing on. You get what I'm saying? So now you have given Satan a foothold. You understand? That's how simple he can do it. And it wasn't lying about him, it said he was the most crafty and subtle of all the beasts in the field. You get what I'm saying? Alright. Yeah, man. The, Jesus called him the father of lies. You understand? He gave him some titles, man. He gave him some some big titles. I love how Jesus do it, man. I just I love how Jesus do it. Y'all yeah, know that there's it a there's a there's a uh cause <laughs> can I just say this real quick? I'm to say this real quick. This is this is this is funny to me. That uh in Psalms, in Psalms 23, everybody know the good shepherd because it's kind of in track with this, right? Because Jesus is talking about, I am the shepherd in John 10, right? He's talking about, I am the shepherd, I'm the good shepherd and all that, right? And so in Psalms 23, where you talk about the, the, the shepherd, right? This is, this, is, this is cool to me. Just, just give me a second for a fun fact. Hear me? <laughs> well, fun fact. In Psalms 23, uh, the, 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 the psalmist is writing about, um, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? But when he gets down to the part where he talks about the Lord prepares the table before me, uh, and he anoints my head with oil, and my cup run over, right? He said he, he prepares this table for me in the presence of my enemy, right? Before you get there, you got to understand, like, you got to keep everything in context. He's talking about sheep to a shepherd. So the same flow is still flowing here. He's still talking about sheep to a shepherd. Y'all, you understand this? So when he's saying he anoints my head with oil, you know, the shepherd has to put oil over a sheep. You understand? I don't, this is a fun fact. Right? They have to put the oil over the sheep because there's, a, there's an attacker for, for the sheep called flies. You know, you know how y'all get this? Fly, flies will lay eggs on the sheep, Okay, and then the eggs will crawl up in the, the nostrils, in the ear canal, you hear me? They, they'll, the maggots, they'll crawl up in there, and what they do is when they get inside, they will drive the sheep so crazy that the sheep... Well, because sheep, sheep are not that smart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it will drive the sheep so crazy as the maggots get in there and be messing with their brain and stuff that the sheep will try to get the, the, the maggots out by banging their head against things. And so what they do is they bang their head until the point where a sheep can actually just bang its brains out. Now, here's here's the the interesting part about it. When Jesus in the Bible, when the Bible is describing Satan, about seven times in the Bible, the Bible describes Satan as Beelzebub. Do y'all know what Beelzebub means? Lord of the flies. That's so cool. That's so cool. (laughs) Y'all get how cool that is? He calls him Lord of the Flies. First, first off, it's funny anyway, because if you're going to be Lord of anything, he said, you're the Lord of the Flies, you maggot. You hear I me? Mean? That's, that's pretty cool. All right, let's get off of that. All right? <laughs> Satan is trying to kill you. All right, <laughs> He wants to kill you. He doesn't care if you kill yourself, right? We saw uh, a good witness of that when we saw that what Judas did. Right before Judas uh, betrays Jesus, what did it? it says, Satan entered Judas, Right? Satan enters Judas, Judas goes through with the betrayal. Afterwards, Judas is feeling all bad because he got paid for it. And he tries to get the money back. That people was like, we ain't taking that. That's your blood money. You do what you want with that. Judas throw the money down. What's the next thing Judas gonna do? He hangs himself from a tree. Satan trying to kill you. Or he wants you to kill yourself. Cool? Good? Move on. Destroy. <laughs> Can we move like that? Is that fine? Destroy. What is he trying to destroy? Can we just say he's trying to destroy your purpose? He's trying to destroy what you've been created to do, what you've been created for. He's trying to destroy the mission that God has set for you. You understand? There ain't enough to just kill you. You got to destroy who you were created to be as well. OK, destruction. The reason why I want to destroy you is because you are connected to something that is bigger than you. That's the, that's, that's the reason why he got to destroy you. You're connected to something that's greater than you. Something that's bigger than you. All right? Everything about um, God and the way he does things, even when we go back to the anointing ahead the head with oil, right? It was my cup runneth over, right? What was the cup running over for? Why the oil got to be running over? Huh? Because it can, <laughs> come on, man, it can flow over into the others. You hear me? It's a flow over to the others. If I, if I got so much, if you're giving me so much that I can't hold it all, then surely I can share some. You get what I'm saying? What is Jesus saying? I come to give you life and life abundantly. It ain't enough to just give you life. I got to give it to you that you got some more to give. You hear me? Huh? Not that you're going to become the source. But you can share the source. You get what I'm saying? All right. Am I moving off the camera? I don't know. Social media (laughs) probably mad at me. (laughs) Okay. So. um, That's that. Destroy. uh, He's trying to take you out of your purpose and mission. um, Because you want to affect others. Point blank period, man. Life ain't about you. It's not about you, man. Okay? It's all about God's glory and what God is going to use you for. We're just vessels, man. That's it. You know, some of us born around here like we shiny vessels. Some of us born around here like we dull vessels. But we just vessels. You know what I mean? And the Lord is going to use you for his glory and his will. All right. Life! But I came to give you. I think that's enough of the enemy, right? Yeah, let's get off of him. Because if we ain't seen one thing, I think I hope we, I hope we got it clear that uh, everything that Satan is coming to, to take, Jesus has already made a way to, to overdo it, right? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, Amen? Come on, sister. Yeah. <laughs> right? Jesus is already a step ahead of him. In the book of Job, you see the same thing, right? In the book of Job, Satan is coming. Uh, I love I lo- I love the Book of Job for not because of all the daggone chapters, that that's depressing. The, all the for real, the Book of Job it it can be depressing if you if you focus on the mid sections, but but uh there's a beginning and an end. that's beautiful, you hear me? <laughs> right? That's us, man. It, it, I'm just telling you. Sometimes we get it, the middle section can be kind of depressing, but brother, there's a beginning and an end. that's beautiful. You know what I mean? We just got to walk this thing through, baby. You know what I mean? So in, in the book of Job, you see Satan coming before before God in this in this kind of this setup. I don't know how you how you want to describe it. It's a setup, right? Everybody's up there and, and, and Satan come in like in, in the fashion that he should come, you know, he'll come in. Because in, in Revelation 12, what is it him? He's the accusing of the brethren. Huh? Right? And he goes before accusing, accusing who? Us. What? Day and night. This dude don't stop. He got a problem. Don't let Satan's problem become our problem. I'm for real. You hear me? Don't let it become your problem. He got he got issues. Okay? It's just for real. We just gotta be real about it. Okay? And and he can't he can't get fixed. He just he is what he is. That's it. Let him be. You know, all we can do is love him. Like like love him like how Jesus say love him like like hey, give dude something to eat. The word. Hey, <laughs> give us give dude something to drink. You want some living water? We give you some living water. That's Jesus, baby. You hear me? This all we can do with Satan, man. Okay. But we can we can try to stop him from stopping us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By standing firm on God's word. What he so what he does? He goes before uh, God and and God is God is, God is so good and he's so awesome, like you know what I mean. So God is like, yeah, hey, 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 Satan, what you what you doing? Oh man, I'm just going around the earth, you know, looking around, and, you, know, you know. And it, uh, one, of the, one of the apostles described Satan as what, uh, going to and fro, looking to whom he may devour, right? This, 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 is, this is what he's doing. So he's he going around, and God said, Well, what you think about my servant Job? Huh? What you think about him? Right? The way that God does this, the way he's speaking about Job, um, like he says, words like, There's none like him. Don't that ring a bell to y'all? That ring a bell to y'all? Don't we got a song that we sing, that we talk about? There is none like you. Uh, but it don't say, it don't say, none but Job. It don't say that. Huh? <laughs> it say none but Jesus, right? Right. I see this familiar pattern going on here. And so like, God is like, well, what do you think about my servant? My servant Job. Huh? How there's none like him, you know? And, and, and Satan's all bent up about it, you know, oh, that dude, you got this hedge of protection all around him, huh, you're giving him everything, huh, you're doing all this good stuff for him, you're like, he's he, he all upset and in his feelings, you know what I mean? And uh, guys <laughs> say, uh, okay, Satan, you know, like you're talking to a child that's just going on a rampage about the problem, you're like, okay, um, so what do you think we should do then, dear, huh? I tell you what, tell you what you should do. You know, take that protection off of me. You know what I mean? I bet you he'll curse you to your face and die. That was Satan's words, not mine. Okay, you hear what he said though? It wasn't enough that Job died. He needed him to curse God to his face <laughs> and then die, and curse you to your face and die. That was his plan. I was like, "All right, well, I tell you what, go ahead." Go ahead, do what you think you got to do. Yeah, I I know what I got to do. I know that I got to take all that stuff. All that stuff you're giving them. That's what it is. Well, go ahead, man. Go ahead. And some people would look at that and they would be like, that's a mean God. Why would he do that? Tell you something, man. God is God. He's so good that he knows way far beyond what we know. He also knows way far beyond what Satan knows. You hear me? (laughs) You get what I'm saying? And so the, the good part about it is that God is not threatened by Satan or none of his crazy plans. You know what I mean? God is on our side. Don't they, don't they write that? If the Lord be for you, who can be against you? Huh? You get what I'm saying? God is on your side. He's not, he's not tripping about Satan and none of his attacks. You hear I me? Mean? in, in, in a matter of fact, in the book of uh, Jeremiah, don't God write that? Don't he, he write that? Can I go there real quick? Let me just, let me just, no, not Jeremiah, Isaiah, I'm sorry. Isaiah 54, if I have no takers. Listen, let me, let me write what God says real quick. If anyone fiercely assails you, attacks, right? He says, if anyone fiercely assails or attacks you, it will not be for me. It will not be for me. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. They gonna fall because of you. It's how much he puts on his people. You like, well, I don't know if he talked about me. Well, we gonna get there. Hold on. What, what did he say? Behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and brings out a weapon for his work. It's God saying, I myself, I created the blacksmith. You know, blacksmith that makes the weapons. I created that guy. Okay, and. I have created the destroyer to ruin. Y'all know who that is, right? I created the attacker as well. Okay? I created the guy who's making the weapons, and I created the attacker as well. Now, this is the one that everybody loves to put on their refrigerator right here. Sing a song about it. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. We love to say that. But do you get what he's saying when he say that? Brothers, you are not exempt from attacks. Just know that it ain't from me. And when the attacks come, you got more power over the attacker. I know the weapons. I know the creator of the weapons. I also know what weapons they are coming with. I also know the user of the weapons. I created him too. But no weapon that is forged against you will ever prosper. That's a good God. That's a good God. That's not a God that's like trying to play this little game with you. No, man. He's trying to show you like games are being played, but you got more power than the games are being played. You understand? Period. You know what I'm saying? And so how we know that's for you? Because he says, every tongue that accuses you, every tongue, who's that tongue that's going to accuse you the day and night? Boy, God, God don't leave you mystified, man. He's giving you everything. Every tongue that accuses you, you shall condemn. How do you condemn it? How do you condemn it? This is beautiful, right? Whenever you try to preach to God a word over somebody or try to speak to God a word over somebody, you always got to be careful. You got to be like, listen, I ain't condemning you. You don't have to do that when you're preaching the God, word of God over Satan. You understand that? Yeah. Preach the word of God over Satan and say, this is condemning you. <laughs> if, you did, if you didn't know. This is condemning you, bro. Be in your feelings about it. Go ahead. Okay? You get you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a freedom there. That's a freedom. I can say that because that's what God said. You shall condemn him. You hear me? Every tongue, and we already know his tongue is going against you day and night, because God already told you about it. He's going day and night, accusing you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You a servant of the Lord, that's for you. That's for you. Okay? So that's what Job is doing, playing a game. I mean, uh, not Job, but Satan is doing that game. Want to play with Satan? I mean, want to play with Job, yada, yada, he come through there. He just takes all the stuff. It's very key. It's what we talked about earlier about the false prophets and all that stuff. Listen, when Satan comes through, you got the Chaldeans. And I don't even know if I said it right. Okay, he uses them to take flock from from Job, Okay, and he uses a great wind. The Bible talks about a great wind. He uses a great wind to destroy his children. Right? You know what I'm saying? Knock the four walls down. Who's doing it all? Satan. Fire comes from the heavens? Satan. This is all Satan's doing. Okay? But nobody's giving credit to the fire. Nobody's giving credit to the winds. Nobody's giving credit to the Chaldeans. Who's doing it? It's who the credit goes to. It's Satan. He's the one going back and forth. You hear me? Talking to the Lord about it. He does all that. Job is like, <clears throat> hey man, God, give him, take it away. You hear me? Praising. <gasps> Period. You know what I'm saying? Oh shoot! He ain't do what I want him to do. What the heck? Go back up there. <sighs> Where you coming from, say? <sighs> Two. Going around. What's going around? What you think about Joe? I does none like him. <laughs> he took all that stuff from me. What you think about it? I <sighs> will tell you what, man. Skin for skin, you know what I mean? You ain't let me touch him, that's the problem. You know what I mean, anybody will, will do that, I'll touch stuff, let me touch him. I said, all right, hey, you can touch him, but you can't kill him. And ain't that a good guy? Ain't that a good guy? Hey man, you could you touch him, but you can't kill him. He's in full control, you get what I'm saying? He's always in full control. He ain't never lost control of nothing. He tell him just like that. You can touch him, but you can't kill him. Uh, okay, okay. You get what I'm saying? Fast forward all the way down to get all through the pity party of Job. This young boy shows up in the story. Named Elihu. Come on, man. Somebody know. Elihu shows up in the story. This dude been there the whole time. Eli who started talking about stuff. This is a young boy. Okay. He come in respectable too. You know, He ain't one of them rude young cats. You know what I mean? He come in respectable like, hey, is everybody finished? Everybody done? Okay. Can I say something? Huh? I just want to, I don't want to be rude. You know what I mean? I see you all my elders. Let me, can I say something? And Eli who starts to speak, nobody else speaks for three chapters. He def- first person that gets to speak in this story, it gets three whole chapters uninterrupted. Elihu name in the Hebrew means my God is he or he is my God. Shows up out of nowhere in this story. About 38 chapters in I think this boy show up and all he doing is rebuking Job. <laughs> He's he telling Job, you own some nonsense, bro. But here's the deal let's just talk about how good God is and uplifting God, giving God praises, talking about the wonders of God. The next conversation comes in after Eli, who finishes, is now God speaking to Job. You don't hear nothing else about Elihu. That's it. He pops in out of nowhere. He fades out out of nowhere. But Elihu says something very interesting. He says, I was trying to be quiet, but there's a spirit inside of me <laughs> that won't just let me sit here any further. You hear me? You get what I'm saying? Elihu starts to speak. And then God takes over the conversation and he begins to profound on the very things that Elihu was speaking of I like how when Elihu addresses something that Job said way early in the story so you can tell that Elihu has been there listening the whole time he he addresses something that Job says early in the story when Job he he makes this sarcastic kind of statement that who am I to talk to a guy so big type deal you get what I'm saying so Elihu addresses that when he's talking to him he was like I'm this little boy. Can you talk to me now? <laughs> so good. God is good, man. Do you hear me? God is good. Listen, I hope y'all know what to do with that. I don't know what y'all know what to do with that. <laughs> Listen, the, the, uh, the, whole, the whole conversation changes. Now, now Job is talking to God, who he should have been talking to the whole time in the first place. Now he's talking with God. Next thing you know, what Job is doing, he's repenting. Because we have to be a life, we have to live a life of repentance. It ain't just a one-time deal. It's an it's a, it's a all-time deal, okay? He, he repents, and the next thing you know is the part that everybody likes to skip to is now he gets all this double portion from God. You know hear I me? Mean? And people always say it like that. They be like, all oh, the double portion. He gets the double portion. Gets everything back tenfold. You know what I mean? <laughs> they always say it like that. But Job started out with ten kids. He still had 10 kids in the end, right? He didn't get 20. still got 10 kids. He had seven sons, three daughters. He still got seven sons, three daughters in the end, right? The only difference is, the only difference is, when it talked about the seven sons and three daughters in in the the beginning, it never gave them a name. None of them them got their names listed. And it talked about the seven sons that carried these these meals, that carried these dinners on each day of the week. And... They would invite the three daughters. Right. And then Job was constantly going in prayer over them because he just felt like he 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 was worried about whatever sins they was committing. You get what I'm saying? So he, he would he would vex his soul over praying for them constantly because it never talked about them having kids. It never talked about none of that. When they died, that was them. It was just them 10 kids. You hear me? And Job was vexing his soul over praying for them constantly because he thought there was some kind of sins going on with them. and He just he wasn't sure. He wasn't sure. And he just wanted to be wanted to make sure they was covered. In the end, though, when you get the seven sons and three daughters, it lists the name of the three daughters. It don't even list the name of the the seven sons. It lists the name of the three daughters. Right. And then it talks about how beautiful they were in all the land. And then it talks about how they all had kids and they had Job live to see four generations. Come on, man. Abundant. Huh? Say he lived a ripe old age of 140. I don't sound like much to y'all, right? Because what you living with, 210 or something? Huh? 330 or something which, <laughs> like ripe old age of 140 man come on man all right let's get let's get let's get to it as low. life in abundance, man so we know that jesus is life life i am the way the truth and the life for anybody that didn't know that i just gave it to you there you go jesus is life he came to give us him straight up this is one of the reasons i'm here so you got me okay and then it in abundantly. It in an abundantly. You know, I'm, I'm getting my words tripped up. Don't worry about it. We'll fix it later. It in, it abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? It abundantly. Okay? Life abundantly. Why did I want to keep those separate? Uh, in the garden, in the, in the beginning. In the beginning, I'm going to go there real quick. I want to show y'all why I want to keep them separate. Let's talk about life in the garden. Genesis chapter 2. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Got that? He breathed life. Man became a living being. Out of the ground, this is two verses later, out of the ground, the Lord God calls to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight of good for food. Can we pause there for a second and we get back on that black dot in the white space? Because remember... Satan come in and get them focused on the one tree in this garden. And what did it just say here? Out of the ground, the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight. Every tree. I don't know why in our minds we keep thinking about four trees in the garden. Of yeah, it was it was a couple of trees there and then it was that tree and that tree. It was a multitude of trees, man. It was more than enough. More than enough. There's some things going on in your life, man. There's a, there's a multitude of things going on around you that God is blessing you with, that God is giving you, that God is giving, man. You got more than enough. But Satan to come in and have you focus on one thing. One black dot. You hear me? And you got more than enough. Just think about the grace that God has bestowed upon you. Huh? Come on, man. I'm talking as an ex-thief, ex-criminal, ex-crook who never had a future, never saw one. I'm blessed with a wife, three beautiful children that I never planned for. You understand? I get to see my brothers. Me and my brother was in the daggone gunfight against each other. Crazy. Never planned to live this long. I'm here, man, taking every day, one day at a time. I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful for every day I got. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm enjoying the ride. And in the end, I know there is no end. You get what I'm saying? Huh? In the end, I know there is no end. And I look forward to it. You know why? Because I will no longer have to think about What my savior looks like (laughs) I will be there before him I can now lay my eyes on him I don't no longer have to worry about am I hearing you Lord or 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 am I is this the enemy trying to deceive me I will now be standing before him I can see him speak to me you get what I'm saying are you accepting these praises that I'm sending up to you Lord I can be praising, I can be followed before him and praising him right then and there. In the end, there is no end. Come on, man, we're talking about an abundant, life in abundance. You got him here with you, man. He's right here with you. He's dwelling on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is with you. He's going to show you life. He's going to show you a victorious lifestyle in him. It ain't got nothing to do with money, big houses, fancy cars, the, 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 the job that everybody's going to be jealous about if you get. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that, man. It's just got to do with you living in him. Huh? What's he doing in your life? How's that growing? You keeping me up? Catch me. Let me go over now. Let me do it. All right, he's watching me. He got it. He got it. (laughs) Okay, that's the life. Okay, so we. So what? What what I'm saying here is he breathed life into man, so there was already life. And then I don't think I finished. That's what the problem was. I didn't finish. Right. Good for food. And then the next thing it says is the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden. In the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What it's saying is he planted the tree of life. And in the midst also he planted the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So why would he plant the tree of life if he already breathed life into man? Why are we doing life and life again? Huh? Come on, man. Why are we doing life and life again? Huh? Come on, man. I hear somebody saying it, huh? That's that abundance. What's that abundance look like? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That tree of life was not just life that sustains you. but That tree of life was the life that keeps you forever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? That's that eternal life right there. When they got put out of the garden, they were still living. But they had to be put out of the garden so that they couldn't eat from the tree of life. You understand? I wrote this in my notes. The tree of life was planted in the garden and man was removed that man could not eat and live forever. The essence of life was mounted to a cross that all man could receive him by faith in his word and in turn live forever. Come on, y'all. Come on. All right. I don't know where I am no more in my notes. I don't know if I said something that somebody got. If I said a bunch of nothing. (laughs) all I'm saying y'all is we live in certain ways we live when he said man cannot live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God he didn't say the believer lives by bread alone he said mankind every human being needs Jesus those of us who know that you got that and you got more than enough that means you got some to share you get what I'm saying? There are mankind walking around you in your family, at your job places, I I don't know I'm not with you every day but everybody needs Jesus and you got him and he's giving you more than enough That means you got some of him to share, so share it, okay? Now, when it comes to you, believer, he said, the just shall live (laughs) by faith. Faith. By faith, okay? He don't leave you blank on that, okay? So I see some blank faces. You like, what does that mean? He say, and faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. See that full circle? (laughs) Amen. Come on, man. uh, I'm going to get out of here. Is that that okay? I'm going to pray and get out of here. Is that good? Did we get anything today? I hope that was something that was challenging. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for helping us to acknowledge the black dot in our life, Father. We thank you for allowing us to see it, but Father, we really give you praise for the open spaces, for the freedom, Father, that you have given us. Father, not not that we be free from sin, but Father, that you have freed us, freed us to a lifestyle, Father, that we can be free from sin. I ain't talking about free to sin, I'm talking about free from it. Father God, I give you praise, honor, and glory, for all that you have taught us, all that you are teaching us, for the journey that you have placed before us, Father. Build us, edify us, and keep us in your holy word. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Love City Church, located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To give...